Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, what's going on, guys? Got Steven Alker on the podcast this week. PGA Tour champion, seven-time winner, hard to believe, from New Zealand. At only two, just under two and a half years, he's really played on the PGA Tour champions, and it's been a really successful run. I mean, obviously, two wins this past year. He had four wins in 2022, and he got his first win at the Timber Tech in 2021 so it's really been a big rush for him he's really played very well and this is a journeyman this is a guy that never won the pga tour he got four wins on the corn ferry tour but was out there forever and he was actually commended i, I talked to harrison frazier who's also a about his age in the early 50s and he had mentioned that he was just so impressed that Stephen Alker played all the way up till he was 50. He didn't take a break a lot of these guys will take a break in their late 40s i'm like okay they don't play professional golf they take take the time that they can, and then go into the PGA Tour champion schedule once they're in their 50s. But no, Stephen Alker kept grinding, kept going for it. And he did mention when he first won in 2021 at the Timber Tech, um, he had mentioned at the, in that fall that it was a big deal that he had got that win. Now he can start thinking about, okay, I can actually pay for college for my son. This is a big deal. He's got a couple kids, and he's looking for security at that point. He had never won really a ton of money. Uh, but this is this is significant. He wins 2.6 million this year. Finishes second in the season-long race, Charles Schwab Cup standing. So it's a big turn. And now, as we talked uh, here in this interview, January this is January now that we're releasing it. But it was December 13th is when this was. His son was back from college in Scotland. I think he's going to Stirling College. In Scotland, so here, here we are. Uh, fast forward the tape, and, and and a lot of things are happening. I'm sure he's able to help his son with some of his college as well. So, a lot of kind of full circle things going on for Steve Alker. Lots to look forward to for this year, but we definitely reflect on on what he was able to do so far in his PGA Tour Champions career. What he did in 2023, and recently, uh, this is coming off of the World Champions Cup, that new event, the team event in Florida in December. He was the leader of the international team in terms of highest point getter for Captain Ernie L. So a big performance for him. We get into that quite a bit as well. But a lot to learn here from Steve Alker. Hope you guys enjoy it here on Beyond the Clubhouse. All right, I'm pleased to be joined by my next guest. It's Steven Alker. You know him on the PGA Tour Champions. He's really exploded in the last two and a half, not even two and a half years. He's got seven wins already on the PGA Tour Champions. It's been a really strong start. And Stephen, how you doing? What's what's going on this holiday season for you? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, just finished our World Champions Cup in uh, Bradenton, Florida. So uh, the clubs are going away. They're sitting on the corner somewhere in the garage and uh, won't be touched for a little while. So looking forward to a break and a little bit of time with the family. So yeah, good good times. Yeah, I know that you're talking about putting the clubs away. Is that a hard thing for a competitor like yourself? Because I know your caddy, Troy Martin, says that you're one of the hardest working players in golf, especially on the Champions Tour. So so how do you manage all that? Yeah, um, what's it about hardest working? You could probably uh, 
put VJ right up there with it. He probably worked three times as hard as me. So, <laughs> but uh, I just, um, you know, I, I think I feel like I manage things pretty well. That's that's my key to everything. Like, you know, I use my time well and manage it. But in terms of putting the clubs away, it's been a long season. I've had stuff going on, um, on and off the golf course. Um, you know, caddy passing, we'll probably get into that later on. But all that sort of stuff. Uh, a lot of lot of travelling this year. You know, played a few more tournaments overseas, and so I I now uh, got to a point in my career where I'm I'm happy for putting the clubs away, putting them aside, uh, not touching. I can go without two three weeks is maybe my max. So before I start getting the itch, and then um, and then I'll I'll start getting back into it, but. Yeah, I feel comfortable doing that. I don't feel like I need to practice every day and stick at it off season. So that's that's a good place to be in, and gives the body a rest too. That's that's what I like about it. Yeah, well, and this time of the year also gives you a rest as well. And you have your son Ben, who was at university in Stirling in Scotland. He's back mm. uh, visiting, and and yeah. it must be nice for, to you to have him and also your daughter Sky back. Uh, obviously, she's in high school. It sounds like at the moment, but nice to have everybody for the holidays, right? Yeah, it sure is. Uh, he's he's come back. For, he's back here five or six weeks, and uh, we're all going to go to Hawaii together. The, the first Champions event of the year, so that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, daughter's um, senior in high school, just finishing up uh, some track and field, and uh, we've had we've had a big year, just kind of travelling and, and working everything out. You know how it is for the young family. So it's just um, it, it's it's a good time, just decompress, you know, focus on on what has happened this year, kind of reevaluate, see what's going on, and and just spend some good quality time together. Yeah, well, it's interesting you're talking about reevaluating. I'm curious. When you win in your first handful of starts in 2021 on the PJ Tour Champions, and then you win four times in 2022, your first official full year, 2023, you win two times, and you have a really strong World Champions Cup uh, showing, as you mentioned there. How do you how do you build on that? Like, how, how do you form goals for, for, for 2024? Yeah, I think it's just a matter of just uh, staying hungry and, and trying to chase those victories. I mean, it's, it's hard. You don't know when they're going to come. You know, you feel like your game's coming around or it's, it can be in a really good place like, like it was a few times this year. And I didn't get wins. You know, I got a lot of seconds, I think five seconds this year. So, you know, you just you just got to stay patient, uh, keep plodding away, um, just keep focusing on uh, putting yourself, well, I like to try and put myself in a position to win. And if... Uh, if you do that enough times, you know, the wins are going to come. So, uh, yeah, looking forward, you know, to answer your question, just just keep working on the things uh, that have been going well for me, working well on and off the golf course, you know, with fitness and, and the golf, and just, like, make little small improvements, small gains here and there. That's, that's what I like. I like those little small gains that uh, just make a difference, the small things, and... Um, and then, you know, certain times of the year in the majors and um, they'll, they'll kind of come into play and, and, and work themselves out. Well, how do you break small things down? Because I, when I look at your numbers, third in total driving, you're third in putting uh, on the PGA Tour champions from this past year, sixth in greens and regulation. So how do you yeah. look at the, at the nuances and figure out how to improve on those nuances? Yeah. So if I go back to 2022, I look at all my stats and they're just everything's like top five. I mean, you just know where it was at, how good it was. And you can kind of see that almost as a benchmark. Uh, and hopefully, 
get above that, that benchmark of, of 2022. So, you know, I look at 23 as, okay, um, certain areas like my wedge game probably wasn't quite as good this year. Um, you know, pitching, you know, chipping wasn't quite there, but it was still good. Uh, and then, you know, a little bit of length had come in handy too, you know. So it's, it's more, the length thing is more about maintaining um, rather than just big gains. If I can just gain here and there, mile an hour or, or at least maintain because I know that, you know, at the moment right now I'm long enough to play the golf courses out here. It's long enough to, com to compete. So as I get older, if I can at least maintain that and make tiny, small gains, then um, I'll, I'll be in a good place. Yeah. And, and when it comes to assessing your swing and assessing like your practice is you're really kind of self coach from what I hear, right? Like you have a, you know, some people that look at, at your swing from time to time, but I, how is that working on the PJ tour champions? How do you manage that? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like to be self-sufficient in terms of um, what I'm working on, where my swing's at. I, I can feel the differences when things are not good and that they're good. So um, you know, I have a guy here, Rob Rochelle in, in Scottsdale, that just keeps an eye on me. It's only maybe three times a year. We just have a little checkups. We know exactly where things should be uh, when they're good. So we try and get to that place. And we have to, like have a really good blueprint of like, that's what we want. That's And if it's not there, let's try and get to there. And if it's, if it's there and it's feeling good, how can we just get that little extra to be just even better? So... Um, I, I enjoy, you know, those three, four times max a year just to have time with Rob. We, we even do um, like club testing, ball testing, all that stuff's a lot of fun. He's a he's a scientific guy. So we get into it pretty deep. Uh, I, I'm not that way inclined, but he gets into it, gives me that option of, hey, you know, this is really good. Try this, have a go at this. And um, it's, it's kind of good fun, actually, which is where you want to be. You know, you practice and, and all that sort of stuff. You want to be fun. And um, and that's when you, when I at least I feel like you can make gains and, and make good progress when uh, the things you work on are fun and practice is fun. Um, but that's that's great. So then, when you're out on tour, then obviously if you're only seeing um, him three times a year max, if you're out on tour, then it's really up to you. Are you just keeping a notebook? Are you keeping certain notes with your caddy Troy on on how the swing's progressing, or what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of it's feel based. You know what I mean. Um, I don't do a lot of video. I, I really don't. Uh, video comes down to more short game than long game. Just pitching and see how my putting's doing, and uh, more so my positions. You know, um, that's that's the biggest thing. But uh, yeah, Troy keeps an eye on me. He, you know, we, we he knows that if my alignment's off and my posture's not good, he'll, you know, he'll let me know, or I'll, I'll, I'll know and get him to check. So those small things. Uh, but on the on the golf course, as I said, and, and, and on on the road, I'm just feel like I'm self sufficient. I'm in a place where I know my swing very well. Um, I've got a good blueprint, and when things get a little bit off track, I know there's only two, three things that I need to go back to and fall back on and go, "Yep, um, let's, let's let's do this." And normally things just kind of get back on track. Is that easy? Well, it's such an easy game to overthink. So it sounds like you've got you've got yeah. some of this figured out, Steve. Yeah, I think so. It's taken thirty years, but, <laughs> but eventually got it worked out. Um, and, but you know, as golfers, we're just always trying to look to get better. Uh, that's just a never-ending battle. And um, you know, 
I kind of look ahead too. I see the future. You know, you're going to have younger guys come on, stronger guys, bigger guys. You know, um, there's going to be better players coming on. So, as I said, that maintaining factor is huge to to maintain and, and make small gains. And I think that's what Bernard Lang has done so well over mm. his career, and especially on Champions. You know, as he as he's got older, uh, maintain, see where he needs to make improvements, um, keep his short game sharp. You know, keep putting sharp, keep his mind sharp. You know, all these small things that uh, add up to performing well every week. Well, you mentioned Bernard Langer. A- anything you've learned just obviously watching him, as you described there, and watching him and, and speaking with him in, in, in these couple of years you've been on, on tour with him? Oh, absolutely. You know, wherever we're, whenever we're playing together, it's hard not to watch Bernard Langer play. You know, and just, <laughs> just make his way around the golf course. You're going to cut a grab yourself and go, come on, you know, I've got to focus on my game here. Let's, you know, uh, get our focus back here rather than watching Bernard Langer. And, and you just kind of watch his practice in the range. You know, he'll, if he's not playing great, he'll be out there on Monday the following week and be working on his game. He'll he'll put the time in if things are not great. And then if things are good, you know, you only see him working on his short game or his putting a lot, um, working on his fitness. He's always in the gym, stretching. And so, you know, he, he's worked out over time like I have, but, you know, these things work. This is my blueprint. This is what, you know, works well. Let's focus on those and then just, you know, keep maintaining and, and working on those small things that um, hopefully we can make improvements on for, for the next year. Yeah. Um, that's Bernard, really one of the greats of your tour, all-time winner on the tour. I, I think of yeah. other players. I mean, yeah. I, I'm thinking of somebody like Ernie Els, who was there to congratulate you, if I remember there at Phoenix when you won Charles Schwab Cup Championship just, yeah. just at yeah. the end of the year. What is it like cool. spending time? Yeah, what was it like you know, to have him kind of give you that time, but also to spending time with Ernie out there? He was the captain of the World mm. Champions Cup with that you were on. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, yeah, there was special times like that. Bernard Langer was there at the end when I won the Schwab Cup um, last year. You know, those are kind of special moments. You know, these guys are Hall of Famers uh, congratulating you on a, on a super year and, and, and what you've done is special. And, you know, you don't, it's not until after you sit down at the end of the year and you go, hey, you know, that was a pretty good year. I, that was all right, you know. <laughs> and to have those guys recognise that and appreciate that you've played some good golfers is extra special. But um, last week was um, a special event for me. Uh, my wife and I, Tanya, haven't really been in, around that environment and, and amongst those guys and really got to know them and their wives personally. So to be in that team environment, to be in the house, to hang with them, to practice with them, uh, to be in the team environment was was amazing. And, you know, I, I learned a heck of a lot last week. I got to know the guys better, made even better friendships and, and not just my own team, the other guys too. We're competing, but we're still hanging out and, and um, playing team golf. It was it was super special. What do you think some memory from those team rooms, those exchanges, those um, that teamwork that you had there that's going to stick with you? Yeah, I think just, um, you know, just getting to sit down and chat with the guys. You know, we'd, we'd dine together during the week, three, I think maybe five times during the week, we're dining together as a team, you know, just – um, six guys and our wives and, and, and the captains and all just hanging out. Um, and I, I think just, you know, shooting pool with the guys, um, chewing the fat, just hanging out, having, having a beer, having a drink, 
just, you know, messing around. That's kind of when you get to know the guys. And and um, as I said, it, it was super special. And just, you know, not having had that time on the tour to get to know the guys mm. that well, um, to have that whole week and, and just six, seven days with those guys was, was extra special. Yeah. Was there a particular player or two that, that, um, that you got to know better that, that maybe you didn't know as well before? Um, just all the guys, you know, even KJ, you know, English is, is limited. Uh, and, right. and his wife is super sweet and got to know them really well and, and more about their family. Um, and, and Ernie, of course, you know, he's, he's running the team, you know, he's, uh, he, he and Liesl, you know, they're, they're in charge, you know, they, they sit down, they start talking, you listen, you know, and, uh, and it's cool. You just, um, you just kind of taking it all in and, um, everyone in the team made me, my wife and I feel welcome, uh, brought, brought us in, um, and, and encouraged, you know, it's, it's nerve wracking during the team's event. You know, I've been involved with a couple, um, yeah. when, you know, five, six years ago in, in China, it was a little more relaxed. But um, the last one was really the big one was the Dunhill Lynx Trophy, which we uh, we used to have. It used to be a three-man teams event at St Andrews every year. That's I think the last one was like, I don't know, 18, 20 years ago. So it's, it's been a long time. And to have those guys kind of bring me in and just encourage me and uh, words of wisdom and, and um, you know, just, just have that um, first tee uh memories there with the guys and and just going and, and leading the team out that's what this was extra special for me ernie said yeah. steve let's get out there on you're going first on at the week on, on sunday we want you out there go get some points and i thought okay this is there's a bit of pressure there but <laughs> it was like cool you i'm first man out i've got i've got to go get some points you know let's go get some points for captain and uh you know it worked out and that was that was that was really neat yeah, and even though your team didn't win, the U.S. did was the winner of the of the team event. There, you still beat Steve Stricker. You were first out, and you took down the hottest player of the entire year on the PGA Tour Champions. How, I mean, that had to feel good, right? Yeah, it did. It did, and um, you know, that, obviously, that's not what it's all about. You know, right. you're trying to get as many points as you can, and but you want to you want to win your sessions. You want to doesn't matter who's. You know, I would have played against anybody, but to to have Stricker and, and, and win those sessions was great. Um, but just to uh, have a team's event be so close like that with so many points available, three teams, you know, no one knew what to expect, just to come down to the last hole was amazing. And um, to know that, you know, I was out front and, and putting points on the board and hopefully the guys seeing that and being, you know, kind of fired up and, and, and to, to try and help the team, um, it was really cool. So... Uh, yeah, special event, and I hope it goes, uh, carries on. It's on the schedule already for next year. Um, and I think the guys that didn't play in it maybe turned down a spot. I think they're going to want to uh, have a crack at it next year. They're going to want a place in that in those teams because it was heck of a lot of fun. Well, and you give yourself credit. You were the leading international team uh, player with with amount of points that you won that week. So. Really good performance from you. And also you had mentioned that a lot of these guys you hadn't got to know as well on the PGA Tour because you weren't out there as much. You were on the Corn Ferry Tour and various other tours. So I'm curious, like in your ascension to the PGA Tour champions, as you've just exploded 
in the two years and what, four months that you've been on PGA Tour Champions, what do you really dial that up to? Yeah, I've been asked that question a lot, uh, interviews and things. You know, you, you can't put it down to one thing, but a major contributing factor was like, you know, I, I'd get my game in shape and I'd get playing and my body was in good shape and, and all that culminated in, in coming together and playing well. But I think the biggest thing maybe, Garrett, was just uh, being inspired by uh, well, one being out there when I got out there, but wanting to play on the PGA Tour Champions, having having this second opportunity, this, this second uh, chance at you know doing it properly, you know trying to trying to make something of this, and that that kind of inspired me as well. So you know, as long as I grinded on the Corn Ferry and and only played three years in the PGA Tour and European Tour, you know just a traveling Wilbury out there on the on the tour uh all the grinding it brought me to this position and, and it was just kind of like okay well let's let's go it's, this, this is another chance and um I, I really really wanted to come out and do well and, and compete on the champions with these guys which which was um what I don't know what the word is but it's just it, it was uh you know, just my 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 encouragement, my drive, I guess, just to to get back and, and do well. Yeah. And, and was there a moment at all of validation? There's so much hard work you've put in. You explained to me like the way that you practice and, and get ready uh, with your swing. Was there a moment of validation in these first two years and three months, four months on the PGA Tour Champions that really kind of spurred you on? Um, Could have been any of your know, wins or? Yeah, I, I think ultimately it was that first win. You know, when I, when I come out, I I Monday qualified. You know, you know the whole story. You know, Monday qualified and then just kept, kept top tenning, top tenning, and just kept playing my way in without having to do a Monday qualifier, um, avoiding the tour school. But that first win in in Boca at the Timber Tech kind of proved to me, like, yeah, I kind of feel like. I kind of belong, and it was only my tenth event, and that's maybe it sounds a little cocky, and, and I don't like to sound that way, but it was just like okay, I win, and that got me to the tour championship, and I had a you know, second to Nicholson at, at here at home in the tour championship, so that just kind of fueled 2022. You know, it's like, uh, and, and you know, you never know what you're going to come out with that first event of the year. You know, Hawala in 2022, another new event. Another golf course I haven't seen. Another exciting new event uh, to come out and, and lose in a playoff to Miguel. Um, there's another event. There's two events that just like kind of validated to me. Like, you know, I kind of feel like I got my comfort factor going on. I got, you know, I kind of feel validated and hopefully got a little bit of respect and, and you know, just kind of snowballed for me. Yeah, it really has. Impressive, as you said, winning a Timber Tech, and then you won Dominion Energy Charity Classic uh, later that year. You won your first major, a senior PGA yeah. uh, in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, that must have felt good. Yeah, it sure did. I mean, one of the <laughs> one of the highlights for sure. You know, there was a lot of build up before that. You know, I, I just remember that that stretch last year. From boy, I played. I played. I won uh, uh, Biloxi. That. Um, uh, in, in like must have been mid-April, was it? Yeah. And then that stretch from there, the rapper scan, excuse me, from that mid-April through to 
like boy it felt like through to late june actually even july july i played well as well that period from late april through to end of july was just phenomenal in terms of results and you know one one like three times um you know i contended in a, in a few more majors mm. just felt like some of the best golf i'd ever played and just a stretch was like it was unreal so and then, of course, yeah. on the bag with, uh, for you was was your good buddy Sam Workman, who you were, you were with for four years, and he sadly passed yeah. away in February of of this year. Uh, what, what do yeah. you miss about him and his friendship for you, Steve? Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, four years that's that's a long that's quite a long uh, caddy player relationship. So we built this relationship going from the bottom of the bottom, you know, struggling on the corn ferry, missing cuts, <laughs> you know, to to getting on to the champions and then and then winning and then winning majors on the champions and then winning to the Schwab Cup, you know. So we had all these lows to highs and um, it, it was special times. It really was for both of us. You know, again, he was a struggling caddy. I hadn't even had a win. I didn't even know that until I won in Boca in Florida on the champions that he didn't actually have a flag. He hadn't had a win. And to, wow. to get... That, you know, on a, on a main two and to get that first one and then, you know, win, win four more was, was extra special. That was, that was pleasing for me. That was just huge to, to know that he got those and, you know, got a bit of money behind him. And um, we, we built, built something special just in terms of, he, he was just a, a, a super caddy in the terms that, in, the, in regards, that he, he never got up or down. You know, Sam was just, Flatliner, he just had this great attitude of whether I was shooting 80 or 65, he was the same. You know, he had the same positive attitude and just kept going and 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 saw the saw the positive and everything. So I'm kind of a bit like that as well. So you know, we, we work we work pretty well and um and uh yeah, you know, his his passing was just so sudden. Um to go through all that and, and have it happen so quick and um, it, it kind of just blew us away. My, my family and I just uh, got to know his friends and family very well, so we still stay in touch and and and, and spend time with them. Um, those that there, there was a tough, there was a tough couple of months really, just to long actually longer than that because I had yeah. to go through all that and do that with his family, and then to try and find another guy, and, and I was fortunate in finding. You know, getting Troy Martin out of my bag, who's been on on the Champions Tour for twenty years. So, mm. yeah, life, you know, yeah. throws a lot of things at you, and there's, you know, you just, I guess, you got to react the best way you can, huh? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? The, uh, an amazing reaction to me was seeing your your son caddy for you uh, in yeah. that first win this year at Insperity uh, Invitational yes. in Texas. How does that feel yeah. as a dad to win with your son on the bag? Yeah, you know what? I I don't even know how this happened. I think it might have happened through my wife. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even think about my, my son caddying. And, and I've, I've kind of thought about, yeah, I'd like to do it one day. But uh, Ben was off that week. Um, you know, he was taking a gap year and he was working and he had a free week. And Tanya said, well, why don't you just get Ben out in the bag? I'm like, um, well, I'm still looking for a guy. So he was a good fill-in for a week and uh troy martin had been helping me out here and there when when his man wasn't working so i just thought well yeah well, let's give it a shot you know ben's got no <laughs> golf experience at all 
But you know, he's a smart kid. He again he had a great attitude during the week. He's he doesn't get too up or down as well, but like Sam was, you know. So um, I just taught him that the simple stuff. He had a yardage book in the hand. He was doing yardages and he kept up. And um, you know, I chose the clubs, but it, it was a fun week. It was a great father son time, um, and it just so happened it was the week that. You know, we had so many fans from from the Houston area and, and Sam's family down in Beeville, and um, we had that Sunday orange charge of of orange jerseys, Houston Astro jerseys, and and to have been on my bag and and everyone there, and then end up defending and winning my championship. Um, you, you can't ask for much more than that. It was it was super special? Yeah, and and as a dad, having him back now from college has got to be cool now for, for these holidays, but. You know, seeing him off to college as a freshman, going all the way to Scotland, it's not close for you and your wife, um, Tanya, and, and your, your daughter, Brittany. You, you don't get to see him that often anymore. So how is that transition as a dad? How are you managing with that transition? Yeah, yeah. You know, those first few months are, are tough. You know, you, you see him off. The only saving grace is we've got some family. Tanya's uh, sister is only 20, 30 minutes away from Stirling University. So, you know, if... Um, Yes, hit the fan, as we say, uh, you know, that they were there to, to help out. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, FaceTime and everything now, communication is easy. Um, we, you know, he wanted to study abroad. We, we let him do that. And um, I think it was, it's been great for him just to get out and feel his feet and uh, have those responsibilities that young adults need to, to feel and, and have. And uh, it's going to be the making of him. And um, to have him back right now, you know, he's, um, he, he's he's loving being home. I think he's loving the weather right now, better than <laughs> the Scottish weather, to be back with his mates and just hang out. So now he's got these, you know, two um, two places he can go to and come back to and friends in, in different parts of the world. And um, as I said, it's going to be the making of him. And, and he's enjoying it. It's, it's good to have him back. Yeah, I'd imagine uh, to have your son back uh, for, for this time. So with caddying, you have him, you, ha- you have your son on the bag for the win, and then Troy Martin comes along, and of course he's been on for for close to a year now. What what is that like with Troy? Like, what, what's a favorite story from this year with Troy? First of all, quick quickly, Troy's background. You know, I used to caddy for Stephen Ames, um, and you know he's been out there for twenty years. He's caddied for Peter Jacobs and Jay Haas. DAY bring, um, you know, just he's he won a bunch of tournaments and majors with guys, and um, you know, so he knows the ropes. He does all the the yardage books for us on the Champions Tour. So he's got a business, you know, aside from our business on the golf ball. So uh, he's a busy guy. Um, he switched on. He knows all the guys. He knows the officials. He is well, very well respected, and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And um, so I can't say more about him. You know, I, I think just um, him just being him, lighthearted and just easygoing in situations, you know, when you're trying to win golf tournaments, when you're at the head of the battle, when things aren't going well, you know, these guys that have been out there like that and, and, and Sam, they, they just get to know you and your personality and, and they work to that, so they they make you feel good, and um, you know, and they, they make they they get the best um, 
out, out of us to, to, to perform. And that's 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 kind of their job. That's the ultimate sign of a of a of a, of a really good caddy. And um and, and Troy is that, you know, um stories wise, like you know, like this week, for example, you know, um, you know, in, in the in the team room, you know, just just cracking jokes and telling stories that, you know, from 20 years ago that, you know, just no one's heard. I mean, it's it's, it's hilarious. Um, and 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 those are those are super special times that, you know, you just if if I wasn't with Troy, you know, you'd, you'd never hear those stories, and um, and and that's pretty neat. But um, you know, I've, I found a super guy and a guy that I trust, um, and who's actually very much like Sam in terms of being on the golf course and very, um, you know, just doesn't get up and down, stays the same and uh, has a great attitude and, and that's that's all I can ask of the guy. Yeah. Quickly going back to your kids, your son, Ben, and your daughter, uh, Sky. Your wife is from England. We know that. And you're from New yes. Zealand. But it's they said it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They tend to yeah. have, and what I hear, a British accent, not a Kiwi accent. So what's the deal with that, they Steve? Do. No, no, I haven't got the Kiwi accent in them at all. Um, we haven't spent a lot of time down in New Zealand, so... <laughs> But they did some school in the UK, um, you know, and obviously being around mum, you know, when I'm travelling and things when they were young, just kind of rubbed off. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, that's 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 cool with me. A lot of people recognise it and, and, and think, it's, think it's great, you know. Um, and I, I think, you know, they were born in America here. The opportunities that they have, have an American passport, having the English passport from mum. We haven't got the New Zealand passport yet, but, you know, literally we're in the process of doing that. So um, they've got these <laughs> amazing opportunities with, with three different passports to That's kind of go crazy. wherever they want, study wherever they want, um, work wherever they want. Um, that, that's kind of neat. So um, I, th I think we've, we've tried to teach them, you know, respectfully that, you know, they have these opportunities. You know, you get a lot of responsibilities um um having these these opportunities and you know that's um i i think they'll be better for it you know just that's what you try and do right you just you want your kids to be good human beings and and see the world and get experiences and i think uh yeah, the way we've, the, we've raised them and and the travel and the places we've seen and the passports they've got will uh, we'll do that yeah, no, I love hearing you talk about your kids. Obviously, very passionate and as you should be, and, and very proud. I can hear in your voice. Uh, I want to transition just in the last three minutes of this. Just want to briefly go your practice routine when you get to a round of golf. Right, that how how long is it typically going into a competitive round, and, and what tends to be the focus? So, sorry, you're talking about my practice. Yeah, your 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 practice warm up, your range yep. warm up, uh, overall uh, warm up for yep. our pre competitive. I'm I'm kind of a well, on the range, I'm a 45-minute guy. Um, wow. Any more than that, you know, it kind of feels like it's more of a practice session than a warm-up session. <laughs> so, you know, I, I that's, that doesn't mean I get to the golf course 45 minutes and try and rush it all in. I'm at the golf course at least an hour and a half to you know, two hours before. Might be something to eat. I'm doing my stretching, my warm-up routine to get the body loose and so I'm ready for the range. Normally do some short game before I hit the range. So um, it really kind of falls within an hour. But once I hit the range, 30, 35 minutes hitting balls, max, 
10 minutes putting, um, you know, before I actually go out on the golf course and then I'm on the tee. So, you know, everyone's different. You know, VJ's different. I, I, I saw all the guys last week. It's these six guys here. You know, I'm the first man out, but I wouldn't see a guy. I think Stephen Ames was playing behind me. I literally didn't. I might have seen him like five minutes on the range before I went to the, you know, to the putting ring to, to go to the tee. So he's like a more of a like a 20 minute guy, 25 minute guy. So all these guys have got different routines. VJ's there, like he's last guy off, and he's actually there before Ains, who's behind me. You know, so you're all these different different routines. But for me, you know, I think I got it pretty much down. I, I tend to hit the same clubs. You know, I'll I'll warm up with a with a pitching wedge, sometimes a, a sandwich, but pitching wedge, all the even clubs, pitching wedge, eight iron, six iron. If there's a four iron in my bag, four iron. Some five woods, three woods, in with drivers, few pitches, and I'm on the putting green go. You know, that's it's really that simple. I've done that for, for years and years. Um, why don't I change it? I just, you know, I'm not a big superstitious guy, but I just kind of feel like that's my, that's my thing. I feel good doing it, and uh, that gets me ready to play. Yeah, and and you just want to see shot shapes. You just want to get your body warmed up. That's the kind of the key, right? Yeah, exactly. And even before I go out, there's a lot of times I'm struggling with a few holes in a golf course, like a tee shot or a, might be a tough par three. I'll um, I'll play those holes. That'll be the last thing I do before I walk off the tee is actually play the hole. So the first hole was, was, might be a driver and a and a five iron, tough par four. I'll actually play the hole before I go and uh, get out the golf course. Might be 17, might be a tough par three. I might hit that exact shot how I want. Might be a six iron over water. I want to hit that shot exactly before I leave the range and then um, go and putt and hit the tee. So, yeah. Now that's yeah. great. Steve, I really appreciate the time. Thanks for uh, jumping on the podcast with me and good luck for yeah. 2024 and enjoy your family here in this off season. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And um, yeah, good golfing everybody. Enjoy the time. Thank you very much for, for letting me chat. All right, big time. Thank you to Stephen Alka for jumping on. I liked a lot of his perspective. Uh, this guy just just has a, a really good way about him, very good attitude, very humble, and he's hungry. He can, he can tell he still really has a lot he wants to get done in this over 50 tour. Uh, so long way to go. He's only 52, and he's only been out here barely two and a half years, if that, playing on the PJ Tour champion. So thanks again to Stephen Alker. Hope you guys enjoy the seven-time winner on the PGA Tour Champions, and a big start for this week. We got Hawaii Lai uh, in Hawaii, their first event, Mitsubishi Electric Championship there. He actually, in his very first time playing it, he lost in a playoff to Miguel Angel Jimenez, the mechanic, so he's played well at this course in the past. Another season getting started for Steven Alker. Hope you guys enjoy, and we'll catch up soon on Beyond the Clubhouse.